G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. When I first started sharing on Instagram, I I then had to go public about my faith and tell my 20,000 Instagram followers and my whole business and my 200 students and my clients like, hey, I no longer follow these things. You know, I didn't do it right. I actually did it pretty bad. The Story. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, Molly Cubes had an incredibly successful social media business that's income was largely derived from her involvement in the New Age movement. So what did she do when she began to believe in Jesus, but her life was entangled in New Age philosophy and business commitments? We'll find out how the Lord set her free and how she's now using her gifts for the Lord as she shares her story with us today. Molly Cubes is chatting with Eric Scatterbo. Molly Cubes, welcome to the program. Hi. So glad to have you with us and you're joining us from the Sunshine Coast, is that right? Yes. And you were so involved in the New Age movement that your whole income, a large part of your income, was derived from that. How deep were you into it? What did it all involve? Yeah, well, it was my full-time gig at the time. Mm -hmm. I was involved in multiple different New Age practices like yoga, tantra. I even went to Peru and did ayahuasca with shamans. Uh, So I was pretty involved. It definitely was my whole uh, well-being at the time. Um, yeah. So pretty deep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I think I want to know a little bit more about that trip to Peru, but we'll get to that <laughs> eventually. That that sounds uh, pretty interesting. Uh, let's go back to where it all started. You were born and raised in Canada. Yes. Yep. So what was it like growing up in Toronto, Canada? Yeah. Well, um, it was pretty good. It was cold in the winters, warm in the summers. Well, I know um, about that. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We, we know yeah. about snow and all that stuff. Uh, but what were your general impressions of your family life growing up? Um, I have a very secure family, actually, like a mm-hmm. really strong family unit. Two older brothers. Uh, parents have been married since they were 20. They're now in their 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a really healthy relationship with my family, with my my parents, um, they, my dad came actually from a Seventh Day Adventist church, and it was uh, he actually came to Canada because he was born in Bosnia, mm-hmm. and uh, the war uh, that happened basically caused uh, his family to immigrate to Canada. Mm-hmm. And apparently, I don't know too much about this, but I guess he had some bad experiences with religion through that segment of the church and so he probably calls himself a practice like a christian Mm -hmm. but we did go to church and my mom was in sunday school uh, when i was younger but i never really identified or our family never overtly called ourselves christians we didn't really read the bible in our own spare time Mm -hmm. kind of mostly went to church for special events and things like that 
Okay. And then when you got into your teenage years, you kind of went down a dark path, would you say? Yeah, well, I started, I went to a very uh, prestigious university that was all about work hard, play hard. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was quite academically challenging, but at the same time, it was also a really big party culture. And I got caught up in the party culture and uh, was staying out late, drinking, drugs, experimenting with all of those things. And I actually got one morning, I actually just got really, really sick. And I basically couldn't get out of bed. And it wasn't from being hungover. It was a lot more than that. <laughs> and uh, my whole life basically changed. I realized I had to make some really dramatic lifestyle shifts. Now, is this related to your gut health? Yeah, it was related to my gut health. Yeah. And uh, I realized, yeah, I had to really make some big changes in my life. And so I got, I decided to pursue more of like a health and wellness lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I started seeing a naturopath and doctors couldn't, like they didn't know what was going on with me. Uh, whereas I had a lot more support from the natural wellness culture Mm -hmm. And I ended up finding a yoga community. Yoga was recommended to me because of the impact it can have on our health and stress. Yeah, and let me just interrupt here a moment. I'm just trying to put myself in your situation. And also, I should say, my daughter and son also have issues with gut health. And it can be very frustrating because you like to eat food. And certain <laughs> things are setting off your stomach to you know, have bad pains and everything. So you must have been in a desperate situation there, just wanting some relief from all that and wanting to yeah. eat some, some good food. Yeah, definitely. I, I was willing to try anything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So one of the things that I also struggled with was my community was still into partying and drinking and doing drugs. So I wanted to separate myself from that community. Mm -hmm. So when I found yoga... I really felt supported and safe and a lot of these people weren't into these things and they were into me healing and they really supported that journey. Um, so I felt really safe in mm -hmm. that community. Yeah, so it, it sounds understandable. You're trying to get some relief from your pain and away from the bad influence of the people taking drugs. So at the time, correct me if I'm wrong, but this would have been a positive change in your life. It was, yeah. The only thing is, is that I would say yoga was definitely the gateway drug into the new age. <laughs> maybe well, I that, that's kind doing, of what started you off in a sense. Yeah, maybe I wasn't doing drugs on the weekends anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, however, I started experimenting with different religions and or like different spiritual practices. I wouldn't say I was religious, but like... I wouldn't have called myself religious, but I was definitely practicing some of these spiritual practices religiously. Um, so it, yoga just introduced me to a lot of different things like Buddhism, mysticism, Taoism, um, shamanism, uh, Tantra. I really started to explore this more spiritual side. Mm -hmm. and, and what was driving you? I guess um, I had tasted something and I just wanted to explore it more. Mm -hmm. It was like this sense of adventure and curiosity. And I did have a lot of these spiritual 
moments. And I felt that I just wanted to know more about what that meant. Um, I also had experimented with psychedelics before. Uh, psychedelic was, drugs, you mean? Yeah. And mm-hmm. that was really big in the culture as well. So instead of doing these things from a party standpoint, it's more so you're doing it to explore consciousness and spirituality. So there were a few podcasts that I had listened to that influenced me to then go and explore like ayahuasca in Peru and things like that, which is actually a psychedelic shamanic brew that the shamans use in Peru to, it's very similar to actually expel demons from you. (laughs) Oh, is that how it's kind of packaged? Because I, I know that a lot of rock stars and even some athletes are getting into this drug in Peru, and it's kind of yeah. the cool <laughs> new drug, but it's a way of, well, they think it's a way of having drugs, but it's not illegal drugs. It's it's kind of a more sophisticated, uh, yeah. but at, at the end of the day, it's a deception from the devil, but it's kind of yeah. what a lot of people are being tricked by these days. Yeah. So, so you made yeah. that trip to Peru? What, what were you hoping to yeah. achieve? So I wanted to heal my gut as well. So I heard okay. that, um, a lot of these physical ailments can be linked to spiritual ailments mm. and like it's all kind of interconnected. And mm. so I wanted to explore that. Mm-hmm. And also I heard that ayahuasca was very like physically cleansing as well. So <laughs> literally it makes you throw up and go to the bathroom mm. pretty intensely. Wow, so yeah, it literally <laughs> physically cleans yeah. you out. But the shamans believe that this is you actually expelling demonic forces as well. It's like you're literally cleansing yourself physically, but you're also cleansing yourself spiritually as well. So you're like getting all the the gunk out, literally. Mm. Um, But but I mean, now looking at it from your perspective now as a Christian, ironically, wasn't it kind of opening yourself up to demonic forces? Yeah, I think 100%. 100%. But at the time, you didn't know that. I mean, like for us, we believe as Christians, there's one God mm-hmm. and he is sovereign. Mm-hmm. Whereas in those cultures, they believe in multiple different gods. So mm-hmm. they believe that ayahuasca is its own divine spiritual force that will heal you. Uh, and it's actually the serpent plant mm. as well. So it's it's literally like you're drinking this serpent to cleanse you but at the same time it just pulled me deeper and deeper into these new age practices and mm-hmm. i think the biggest issue from my end and for, from the new age in general is that i did feel better mm. i came out of that a completely different person and i was changed people would approach me and be like wow you have this glow like what are you doing and mm. all of these things but it was the false light Mm-hmm. And maybe I was healing in the physical sense, but I wasn't, I didn't have eternal life. So it was only a, a small fragment of what God offers us. Yeah, a, um, a counterfeit, ultimately. Yeah, it was a huge counterfeit. And like they say that Lucifer is a fallen angel mm-hmm. and it's the false light, mm-hmm. ultimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're listening to The Story. 
Today, Eric Scadabo is chatting with Molly Cubes, who's joining us from the Sunshine Coast. Molly just shared how she got deeper and deeper into the New Age movement. Next, we'll hear how she begins an incredibly successful social media business and how ultimately the Lord leads her out of darkness. That's all coming up when we return. The Story If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. Our guest today is Molly Cubes, who's originally from Toronto, Canada, but is joining us today from the Sunshine Coast. Before the break, we heard how she got deeper and deeper into the New Age movement. Now we're going to hear what happened next in her life as she continues her chat with Eric Scadabo. And so how did you ultimately go from just kind of getting into it personally to it becoming a part of your business? Well, yoga really transformed me in the sense that I let go of drinking drugs. I was able to shift my health. I found this discipline and dedication in having a daily practice that really got me on the straight and narrow mm-hmm. in, <laughs> um, in that sense. And I wanted to teach what I had learned. So I started teaching yoga. I got my yoga teacher certification and I ended up teaching yoga full time. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't making that much money. <laughs> so it's not a big uh, money no. maker, the yoga teaching gig. Yeah, it was, it was really difficult to actually support yourself doing that. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a friend who was traveling the world teaching yoga And he had grown his following on Instagram and was selling online yoga courses. And I had a chat with him and I was like, what are you doing? Like, I want to do that. How can I do that? And he kind of showed me some of the ropes around Instagram and online courses and things like that. And I ended up kind of following suit. Mm -hmm. So I started posting on Instagram and YouTube and growing on social media. And it grew quite quickly, actually. And I ended up actually investing in my first business coach and she taught me how to set up all of my digital platforms in a more professional way. And I basically like skyrocketed wow. my Instagram and my business. Like it, it happened super, super quick. Um, most businesses don't actually profit within the first three years, but yeah. I was generating a lot of income with very low startup cost. Yeah. And you, at one point, had a, a six-figure income from this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, I made my first six figures within probably in like a year. But yeah, so anyways, I ended up growing so fast and I was traveling that I had a lot of people in the spiritual community saw this massive shift in me. And they started reaching out to me and asking me like, hey, like, what are you doing? And a lot of people actually started asking me to teach them. And I would just decline and send them to my business coach. And then one day there's this girl, this lady who was like, I really want to learn from you. And I was like, all right. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, like let's, I'm going to say yes and see where this goes. Uh And she was my first client. And then from there, I ended up just starting to slowly pivot my business and focusing solely on helping people in the spiritual industry 
learn how to grow on social media, learn how to build a digital business, learn how to launch online courses. Now, when you said in the spiritual what, industry, did, is that the word you used? Yeah. What What does that mean? Like beyond yoga, this is other yeah, age so, type things? Yeah. So Reiki practitioners, psychics, um, oh, all intuitives, um, yeah, people in the Tantra space. And it like it's basically more so a lot of new age is linked with the health and wellness industry. So I had like health coaches and things like that. Oh, so you were like a mentor to all these people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I had probably over 200 students. Like it it grew pretty big. So you had like 20,000 followers on Instagram and then all these people paying you to coach them? Yeah. Yeah. So it's all happening. Yeah. And they got great results too. Like their business was killing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so then, all growing. then all of a sudden Jesus comes into your life and uh, <laughs> it all changes. But we need to find out the path. What happened? How did you go from this successful business to Jesus entering into your life? Yeah. So so what happened was 2020s happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. COVID and, and all that. Yeah. So I ended up traveling to Australia and... I uh, literally landed in Australia probably three days before they shut the borders for any new visitors to come in. Oh, okay. And Justin Trudeau, the prime minister, made this emergency call out for anybody who was overseas that they needed to come home now. Back to Canada. Yeah, back to Canada. And so that was a huge like life moment for me. Mm-hmm. And there was some information that was revealed to me about how a lot of these new age practices are actually linked to Satanism. And I started to discover how some of the practices I was doing was witchcraft. And that was really confronting for me. How, how did you find out this? Just through certain videos and certain like learning about the gods that I was worshiping and realizing that they're like demonic basically uh, okay yeah so so it all started <laughs> yeah. off all well and good a kind of a spiritual movement yeah and enlightenment but now the veil is being lifted so to speak and you're seeing yeah. what's actually behind it is a demonic force is that yeah mm-hmm. yeah a lot of that i just couldn't unsee it and mm-hmm. i had some experiences that were scary in the new age where it was like certain spirits weren't nice spirits anymore it's like we kind of believed in spirit guides and all these things and law of attraction. And I put my trust in a lot of new age leaders who, you know, were out of integrity and some really real confronting things were happening that I just couldn't ignore. Mm-hmm. And there's just this inner like voice inside of me that was like where alarm bells were going off. And being isolated from my family in a different country and uh, my family actually encouraged me to stay in Australia because they didn't think it would be safe for me to travel. And it was so unknown at the time what COVID was. Mm-hmm. And um, so I made the decision to stay, but it was quite isolating, not having any mm-hmm. community or friends or like this, the support network I would normally have during like a pretty big life event. Mm-hmm. And I basically just had this really big moment where I was feeling really overwhelmed and confused around what to do next. And I just 
I was so overwhelmed that I just fell onto my knees and I called out to Jesus. And Jesus now, had been. How did you even know to call to him? I, he had been introduced to me a few times. And basically, when I recognized that these new age practices were linked to Satanism, it was like, okay, if that's true and what I've been worshiping is satanic, mm-hmm. what's the opposite of that? And that's Jesus. Oh, and okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that was introduced to me, and so I was like, okay, if this is all satanic that I've been building my life upon, like, what is, who do I trust? Mm -hmm. And I just called out to Jesus, and I heard this audible voice, which I'm not, (laughs) that doesn't happen often. This has probably only happened, like, twice in my life, and even on my Christian journey, like, that strongly, and it was just I called up to Jesus and I was like, Jesus, what do I focus on? And he said, focus on me. Mm. And then that since then I made the decision to follow him and focus on him. Mm-hmm. And basically I went through this fairly extensive process of laying down my life and laying down my business and closing everything down to start to follow him and learn what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Yeah, well, well let's just open that up a little bit and unpack that a little bit, you made money, your income, how you paid the rent and everything was based mm-hmm. on the new age movement and the philosophies that you were teaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how do you get all untangled out of that? Yeah, well, it was a huge, expensive process because I hired lawyers and... Oh, really? You had to get uh, legal people involved? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wanted to just do it right at an integrity. I didn't want to just completely leave my clients high and dry mm-hmm. and just be like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I didn't want to continue to support these practices that I have decided to no longer practice myself. It was just really out of integrity. And yeah. um, I tried multiple different things. I tried pivoting and nothing really felt right. And actually, that's when Christian vision came into my life is I started to fully close everything down. And I saw this job ad on Seek for a marketing specialist for uh, Yes, He Is, Mm -hmm. which uh, basically helps young adults evangelize, which is um, a segment of Christian vision. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I've been an entrepreneur for five years. Um, I really love this vision that Yes, He Is and Christian vision represent. I'm just going to explore this. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was way less income than what my... (laughs) So you're not um, the six-figure income anymore, huh? Yeah. So it was definitely a massive pay cut, but Mm -hmm. I just felt called to explore and be involved. And But but as um, they say, the benefits are out of this world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And actually, what was really cool was, so I ended up getting hired for that role as a contractor. Mm -hmm. And then I just fell in love with the vision. And what was so cool is when I first started sharing on Instagram, I I then had to go public about my faith Mm -hmm. and tell my 20,000 Instagram followers of my whole business and my 200 students and my clients like, hey, I no longer follow these things. Yeah, right. Um, How, How did they respond? Oh, it was really bad. (laughs) Oh, I got a lot of resistance. And, you know, I didn't do it right. I actually did it pretty bad. I basically came right out with the Satanism thing. And oh, oh, so they didn't like being told they're a Satanist or supporting (laughs) Satan. And so that was not the way to lead it, I Mm. recognize. So it actually, um, 
I did this before C- like I was involved with CV and I shut down my sharing my testimony and evangelizing because I was really bad at it at first. <laughs> and so then I started working for Yes Yes, which the whole project is to help people with evangelism. Mm-hmm. And I started learning about evangelism and I was able to use a lot of my skill sets for social media and yeah, like everything I'd learned in business to help CV or yes, he is his mission, but yes, he has actually really helped me. And I was able to share my testimony and start evangelizing to a lot of my previous new age contacts oh, okay. because of the skill sets that I learned mm-hmm. with yes, he is. And it was everything that was kind of missing. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about being a part of all this? Oh, it feels amazing. It feels so good to be able to use these gifts in a way that just impacts people. And and I am like testament to how much like yes he is has impacted me and my skill set and what God has like curated for me and my gifts are being utilized in such a bigger way than I could have ever done on my own. So it's just really cool to be a part of that. Yeah. Wow. So the Lord has taken you out of the darkness, so to speak, and into the light. And now you're sharing that light with others. Yeah. So pretty cool journey. Thank you so much for sharing it with us today. Uh, Thank you. Thanks for having me. That was Molly Cubes chatting with Eric Scadabo and sharing her journey into and out of the New Age movement. And it was great to hear how her unique gifts and talents are now being used for the Lord at a worldwide ministry called CV Global. CV Global works to introduce people to Jesus each day in predominantly unreached areas through social media, advertising and effective gospel content. To learn more, you can go to their website. It's cvglobal.com. That's cvglobal.co. And as we also heard, Molly is working specifically in the branch of the ministry called Yes He Is, which specialises in videos that share the gospel. To learn more, just check out their website, yesheis.com. Once again, that's yesheis.com. Finally, we end today with Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, which says, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. We pray that Molly will continue to let her light shine as part of a vibrant worldwide ministry. Well, thanks so much for joining us today for Molly's Story. Until next time, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. The Story. Just another way vision is helping you look to God daily. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.